Welcome to the Sports Finder Podcast. Let's get ready to rumble! Sports Finder community, we're back with our popular segment where we speak to founders, sporting professionals from all over the, over the globe. And today we have a very, very special guest, Mr. Patrick Dees. Patrick, welcome to the show, buddy. How's things? Thank you so much for having me. It's, uh, it's awesome to be here. Things are great. We're in Southern, Southern California, building the future of sports. Uh, I can't complain. Life's all right. Absolutely. So uh, b- before we get into the Fan Control Football League, Patrick, Let's go back in time and tell us where it all started for you. Yeah, um, absolutely. So um, myself and one of the other co-founders, I'll, I'll kind of tell it from uh, where, where we had come from and how we kind of uh, met up like the Avengers. There's four co-founders here. Uh, myself, um, I'm co-founder, chief gaming officer, um, another co-founder, and our CEO, Saurabh Brudy, and I uh, were serial entrepreneurs, and we worked together uh, at another startup um, for this. and. Uh, over the course of it, it was, we knew that there was an exit coming, uh, and we had decided, look, what is next, right? You started never really thinking about what's the next thing that you're going to do, and Sora would always you know, look me straight in the face, and, you know, we're in our 20s, and he would say, uh, I'm going to buy the Cowboys, <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> which is great, um, and I love that, um, but there's two problems with that, right? So uh, the exit was not going to be big enough to buy the Cowboys, <laughs> but also Jerry Jones is going to outlive all of us. The man's like Darth Vader. He's like the emperor. He's just never going to die. So um, that won't happen. But we did realize that, look, we, un- we understood that sports was underserved from a technology perspective. We were technology guys um, and really had a desire to get like, start breaking down the barriers between you know, fans and, and the action on the field. And so we had uh, bought into a, um, an AFL franchise in Las Vegas. We were the Las Vegas Outlaws. We were minority partners along with Vince Neal from Motley Crue. But we were the operating partners. So Saurabh and I actually ran that front office. Uh, which is a phenomenal, from an experience perspective, right? We learned everything in the analysis of sports business. Um, mm-hmm. You learn all those things you didn't know that you didn't know about sports. And what we saw there was invaluable. I mean, it, I can tell you exactly how much we spent to be there. But what we learned uh, was a lot of things that the model's inherently pretty broken in a lot of these leagues. And, um, and that fans want more of a voice. And so, um, so after that, that year, we sold our interest there. We got out from underneath that team um, and decided eventually we want to start this game-controlled football league. But before that, we wanted a proof of concept. We wanted to have start with a team and let fans run that start to finish. Um, and so we um, we met Grant Cohen, who's a co-founder and, again, serial entrepreneur here in Los Angeles, um, technology background, incredibly talented guy. And Ray Austin, who's a former, you know, uh, former NFLer, uh, was a Jet for years, Chicago Bears, um, elite DB in the in, in the NFL, played for eight years. Um, we all came together and said, "Hey, like, let's go, let's go build this team." And so we wanted to have a team and get just prove out what we thought would be like the coolest thing ever is to you know, give fans a voice and let them make decisions both on and off the field. And so we approached the IFO, which is the Indoor Football League, kind of the premier indoor arena league uh, in the United States. And we approached them and said, hey, we we want to buy a, a franchise in this league. 
Um, we're going to let fans run it start to finish. And he was like, you're crazy. Uh, but it really liked us as an ownership group. So we let fans choose everything about this team. We went out and negotiated leases in the geographic footprint of the league. Um, and let fans choose where we played. Uh, that was the first vote. Um, they chose Salt Lake City. And then they chose everything else about the team. They chose um, our first step, first vote was the name. So um, I looked down the barrel of a camera at our press conference, and I said, if you name us Teamy McTeam Face, we're going to be called Teamy McTeam Face. And then um, by the time I sat down, there was like 87 votes for Teamy McTeam Face. So we were almost named that, and I still am bummed out we're not because I think the merch would have been amazing. Uh, fans almost called us the Storm and Mormons because of the, you know, the, the Utah roots and uh, their popular group in, in, in Utah. Uh, and ultimately, ended up being called the Screaming Eagles uh, in the last second push and kind of local talk radio. Um, but then when fans chose everything else about us, right? They chose our logos, our mascot, our colors. They chose our head coach. We live streamed interviews with head coach candidates. They chose our coach, chose our cheerleaders. Um, and then in February 2017, Fans chose plays in real time. So they uh, fans called uh, the plays for the entire season. So it was the first fan-run team ever. Um, and it turns out, like, it was the, the response was incredible, everything that we thought it could be. Um, it was fans in 100 we We um, approached Twitch uh, two or three games into the season and said, hey, look, this is where this needs to live, our team anyway, right? This, like, interactive fan-controlled game needs to live on Twitch because that is a platform whose ethos is interactivity. And they agreed, and then fans on Twitch called plays in 100 different countries all over the globe um, for this team, and it proved out exactly what we thought it would be, that like the fans make great decisions. Um, you know, we our approach is always want to put fans in a position to be successful. Like you can't, We can't kick on first down, and you couldn't put your grandma in uh, you know, on second down. It was always, you know, the, the choices you made were algorithmically surfaced based on things that we wanted to run. But fans chose well. We, we actually ended up finishing with the third highest rated offense in the league, right behind the two teams that played in the championship, and the offensive player of the year and our quarterback. And so, um, so you know, there was, A, this tremendous global response. Fans did a fantastic job. It was every bit as engaging as we had thought it would be. Um, and so... Um, it's exactly what we want to do. So we decided to build uh, build this out, the, an entire league of this. So you fast forward to the FCFL, and I'll wrap up here. But that brings us to, to today. So we are building an entire fan-run football league, start to finish, fans choose everything about the league. But we had a chance to you know, talk a little bit about the learnings in, in you know these, these, these earlier teams. We had a chance to rethink football for the digital age. And so, you know, we are um, – we rethink the whole thing from the ground up. We are obtusely focused on our digital fans and not fans in seats in the arena. Um, and so we are, it is, um, we're playing on it in a, in a television studio. So it is seven on seven football. All, all eight teams play in Las Vegas. They play in one state of the art facility. Um, that is again, it's a television studio. We'll have a small studio audience that we can win tickets. And it's like party type atmosphere. We're not even selling them. You have to win them through participation on the platform. Um, seven on seven football, an hour running clock. Um, and each one of the teams are owned by a celebrity, celebrity owner. Um, and so from the world of sports and, you know, entertainment and hip hop and, um, you know, our owners include Marshawn Lynch from the NFL, Richard Sherman, Chad Ochocinco Johnson, um, Prince Royce is a pop star. Uh, Mike Tyson was our most recently announced owner. 
Um, and so these folks, the goal is to have them kind of um, imbue their team with their like swagger, right? So, you know, you imagine Mike Tyson's team's going to be very different than like Marshawn Lynch's teams. That's kind <laughs> of the, the, the example they're setting. Absolutely. I mean, uh, you, you guys have taken democracy and transparency to a whole new level, um, <laughs> like never seen before. Uh, let's talk about a bit, a bit about the uh, the whole actual league setup and the focus for, for online streaming. Um, do you see the future with your with your with your current streaming? Is there is there possibilities for OTT and sponsorships and whatnot, or is it just purely just through Twitch and who they choose? So yes, so there absolutely is. So we've got a carve-out for Twitch did acquire the broad the streaming rights for the first two years. We've got a linear carve-out deal, so we're talking actual you know linear television partners. But I think the goal is, like any distribution, get in as many you know as many homes as possible. And you know to do that, I want to make sure that we retain the right experience for the people calling plays. Um, but you know, Twitch has got some really cool technology that, that fits perfectly with what we're doing. A, they're very focused on interactivity, so you're able to chat um, with you know chat with each celebrity. So if you're watching Mike Tyson, you literally can be in a chat room with Mike. Um, but also they have a technology uh, which is called the extension platform, which is, you know, ostensibly it's an interactive overlay that sits on top of video that allows you to mouse over and choose different things in real time. And so like that's perfect for play calling, clicking on a player, seeing his stats in real time, seeing your fan stats in real time. So um, you know, you asked about where else it could appear. Um, it could appear a lot of other places. Uh, the first couple of years, it'll be just streaming on Twitch, but wouldn't be surprised if you saw it on linear television as well. Very, very nice. Um, in terms of the whole tech stack that brings it all together, I mean, because you got te- you got streaming, you got your social channels, and you got the actual functionality game. Though, is there much involved in what's in what's been uh, built? Yes, and we're lucky enough to have an incredible team um, to pull that all together, right? To your point, it's a lot of moving pieces. So we've got kind of everything that's happening in real time from a broadcast perspective. And, and the uh, the man who's responsible for kind of the broadcast product is a man named Ariel Horn. He was the president of Global uh, Global Studios at Riot Games. He produced all of the kind of the the League of Legends games for the past like seven years, all the world's tournaments and whatnot. So like, a, but has a background in traditional football. So, you know, he understands kind of neoteric sports and we're turning this, this is kind of this hybrid of, you know, uh, traditional sports and esports. So the, all of that technology involved in, in, in bringing that there, then everything that's going on in the field. So we've got a smart ball, which is, you know, providing telemetry data on the ball and we'll have players that will have a data. So there's all that data coming off of there. And then, there's all of the you know, stat tracking and interactivity in real time um, that uh, is being managed by Steve Adler, who uh, was the VP at NFL Mobile, kind of built all of that, those platforms. So we've got some real heavy hitters from folks who have done this kind of at the biggest stage and also kind of at the smallest stage as well. So it's, um, it's been really interesting. How do you get more more eyes on, on your platform? How do you get more people engaged in, in your format of the of the game? Super good question. So when we actually start uh, making some noise about it, I think there's a couple of things. So one, during the course of the season, um, there's a lot of, I, I think there'll be a ton of media, but like I, Twitch is an incredible partner, right? So they're, you know, big problem with a lot of like content on Twitch is discoverability. We will be everywhere on Twitch. So um, 
we will be, you know, front page autoplay in that carousel, uh, front page home, home, uh, home page takeovers. So I think well, a lot of like our user acquisition will be through, through discovery on Twitch. But remember, each one of these celebrities has huge followings. So yeah. Mike Tyson is going to be encouraging people. And, you know, they're owners in this league of equity in their teams. And so they're, they're financially motivated to make sure that their team, that their eyes on the team and that people are engaged. And so, you know, Mike will be, you know, on social and other places, encouraging people to tune in, watch him talk over the game, talk trash to Marshawn Lynch, uh, those types of things. So, uh, which I, for one, can't wait. And that's something we're totally encouraging, by the way, right? Like, we absolutely want this to be an all-trash-talking league. So uh, I think it'll prove out to be must-see television. Awesome. What's the process of bidding out players? Because, I mean, you'll probably get a ton of people trying out. Like, what do you guys look for? To to choose a play? Yeah. Okay, so, yeah, it's a really good question. So um, that's tricky, right? Because you want this to be a really accessible game to watch. And so the goal is that you can interact with it to whatever degree you want to, that it's it's an easy onboarding, it's easy to start calling plays, but it's got a really high skill ceiling and high mastery level. So, you know, you can go as deep as you want. But, again, you can actually set it so you could use on this, you can have one of two options. You can say just run or pass. I'm going to pick run and let them figure out which one we're going to do. But if you want to dive in a little bit deeper, you have a run or a pass option. So you button into one of those. Uh, and then you'll in each one of those, you'll have four different plays that you can choose from. So a total of eight different plays that you choose on any given down. And those plays are surfaced to the fan based on you know, algorithmically, based on down and distance. So they're all kind of plays we want to run at that down and distance. Um, it's just what's going to be best in this specific you know circumstance. Uh, and then you can actually go even deeper, right? And so as you as your vote carries more weight, the more you interact with the ecosystem. So one of the things that we track is not only your you know, yards in the air, your yards in the ground, we track you know, what we call fan IQ. And so you have chances to earn more fan IQ, and you earn that by, again, participation, calling successful plays. You can actually go on streaks similar to Call of Duty, right? So if you have a kill streak in Call of Duty multiplayer, this is similar while you're calling plays in, in, in FCFL. So if you one or two in a row, you get a certain perk and accelerators, and you'll be able to earn um, you know, earn bonus fan IQ. And, um, and so it's as deep as you want to, to make it. Or again, or you can be as simple as my mother probably will just be, I want to pass on this one. So, um, so yeah, a lot of different levels for, you know, for, for those hardcore Madden fans and for those people that, um, I mean, ultimately you don't have to engage at all. We want everybody to, to, to participate, but you can just, you know, the, the goal would be the, the product on the field. It's just fun to watch fans even engaging. So much data. Um, yeah, crazy. Which is going to mean that you you guys are going to be extremely powerful moving forward. So, which is all good. Um, Patrick, uh, you've definitely shared a fair bit with us. You've uh, told us about this exciting platform of yours that is definitely heading in in the right direction. Um, unfortunately, we have to let you go due due to time. Before we let you go, my man. Where can we find you guys online? How do we interact with, with you guys? I love it. Well, again, first of all, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited. You're going to start seeing us everywhere here pretty soon. Uh, but this love has been it. just a, a, a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Um, no you, can, you can follow me personally on Twitter. I'm at P to the D's, D-E-E-S. Uh, but you can find the FCFL um, at, FCF, or at FCFLIO on Twitter. 
And the website, you can do fancontrol.football or fcfl.io and see everything there is about the league. <clears throat> you can go choose which team you want to be a part of. Um, there's kind of like personalities based on all of these different celebrities that own teams um, and get entered into start making preliminary decisions. And as we start ramping toward the season in 2020, you'll be able to be involved um, and be kind of the, the first on board. Awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Patrick Dees from the Fan Controlled Football League, thank you very much for joining me on the Sports Finder podcast. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you for listening to the Sports Finder podcast. We'll catch you on our next episode. Y'all ready for this?